And you're very welcome to this evening's live. So this month, in the month of May, we are shining a light on lots of different aspects of female health here in Mars. So many, many people have been asking me, what have I been doing recently in terms of nutrition and fitness? Um, because I suppose over the last six months, I've really put a focus back on this area of my life. Um, I guess throughout COVID, I really um, was just trying to get through those few years and keep it all together. Um, but I suppose after I came back from holidays last year, um, probably in September, the end of August, started September, I just said, that's it, enough is enough. I need to get back on on my health journey, really. Um, I know I went to see my GP and my cholesterol was high. I went and got various different checks done on my heart because my mom and dad um, both have heart conditions. And I really was putting a focus on it um, for overall, really, my heart health, from all of going through the menopause, so my bone health as well. Got a lot of screening done, a mammogram, you know, cervical uh, check, all of the rest. So really putting a huge focus on my health, but I just couldn't get the motivation, really, if I'm being completely honest, um, to get the nutrition and the exercise piece right. So I reached out to a friend of mine's. Um, she is a long-term friend that I went to school with, actually, um, Tara Grimes. And Tara is a trained nutritionist and a personal trainer. So I'm going to invite her on tonight now just to talk um, a little bit about what she does because everybody's been asking me what I've done. And I am not trained in nutrition, nor am I trained in uh, fitness and I'm not a personal trainer so I don't like giving advice to people when I'm not qualified in that area um, but Tara is she's uh, started off uh, life as a personal trainer and then went into nutrition I think she's trained maybe six or seven years but I will ask her to explain all of that herself um, but what I like about Tara and why I personally reached out to her um, was because she talks about health very holistically and that really speaks my language um, because it's not just um, about, I don't think, nutrition and fitness per se. I think it's the overall picture of you and that's been my whole learning all of this. Um, you kind of need to look at everything, um, your sleep, um, your exercise, your stress management um, and really setting goals for yourself, if that makes sense, and, and being accountable to yourself. So it's actually, I suppose the whole thing that I have learned through this is that it is a real mindset change. And I think that's probably where I was going wrong um, up until that point, certainly. I would be really good for a couple of days or maybe even a week. And then I would um, throw in the towel and just, um, you know, go back to my own behaviours. And I just couldn't stay motivated. But I knew that Tara um, is a straight talker. Um, I trust her and, um, and that's why I reached out to her. So she has really helped me. I've learned a lot in that whole experience, myself personally and my own journey, um, a lot that I didn't even know as a pharmacist in terms of nutrition. Um, but, um, but as I said, I'm not a qualified nutritionist. So that is why I've asked Tara to join us tonight um, to talk about nutrition, to talk about actually fitness in general and, and health in general and what she sees with her clients day to day because this is what she does every single day. Um, and, and to answer a load of your questions because we got so many questions in about this. Um, and also then maybe just to kind of talk a little bit about that mindset change. How do we stay motivated? How do we keep get motivated you know how do we 
change um, our behaviours, you know? What does she see that works? So I am going to now try and find her and let's get her on to have a little chat. So would we see? Loads of people asking to join, um, but I am going to send a message to Tara to... I will try and keep an eye on Matthew. <laughs> Just, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting like preening my hair for the last five minutes and I'm waiting on you. I'm going to chat to her as usual, as you well know. I hope I'm going to chat to her. But listen, thank you very much for coming on and having chatters this evening. I was saying before you joined, Twix, I think just I, a few tweaks are not enough. I phoned you and said, can you help me? <laughs> no, I don't think so. There's some major tweaks, but... Um, so first and foremost, before I say anything, before we get into it, I just want to personally thank you for everything that you have taught me and keep me motivated and, you know, and being a huge part of, I suppose, how I feel today versus how I felt. You did all the hard work. Up the phone to you. So thank you for that. Um, and I know <laughs> that... <laughs> no, no, but you did actually all the hard work and we get it. Um, but I know that you help so many other women as well. Like I've met lots of women who also are clients of yours or have reached out to me personally, even at the very beginning when I spoke about you at the very beginning saying that you'd really help them change their lives, trans transform their lives really, to be honest with you. So okay. on behalf of all the women okay. that you help, I prefer to help uh, women. And I'm sure you help men too, do you? <laughs> do you? Uh, do you? <laughs> Okay, right. So, well, listen, on behalf of all of us women, thank you for doing that. Um, you have just kind of dedicated your life to it. But listen, first and foremost, I don't want yeah. to tell anybody who you are. Yeah. Can you explain? I was saying that we went to school way back in the day up in Strabat. <laughs> we're probably messing in class and uh, whatnot and not really paying attention. But anyway, listen, yeah, you that's a probably no. 35, know, maybe? Years later, it's a time. Well, you're 50, 50, yeah. 32. Yeah, probably it's crazy. You're a general, my God. I know. Oh my God. I know. Great. But anyway, well, it's like a blink of an eye, isn't it? Yeah, it is really is. But tell, will you explain what, you know, I suppose, who you are, what you do, um, what, well, how did you start out in this whole journey yourself, I guess? Because I know that you, you did your personal training first and then went on to do nutrition. But can you, and, you know, how long are you qualified and all that kind of stuff? Can you explain, I suppose, okay. you know, who you are, first of all, what you do, and then maybe... Okay. So what my name is Tara Grimes. You know, I had a late career change um, in my 40s, believe it or not. Um, so it all started probably with my own personal journey. I've been involved in sport my whole life. You probably remember me at school doing it. You know, I would rather have been running around the track than in the classroom. Um, and again, as I grew, when I had my kids, I have four children. And when I had my kids, I had four pregnancies pretty close together and I had four C-sections. And I found it really, really challenging to bounce back. So no matter how much training I was running marathons, I found it really hard to bounce back. My weight ballooned. And somebody who's been so fit and so lean naturally throughout my life, I found it really challenging. And that's when, the, the, and I always have been obsessed with nutrition. Because I was involved in fitness, I was always involved. I always loved nutrition. I'd read every book. Um, and I had a big regret in that I didn't do 
follow my passion in university. I went and did a business degree and I wish I had done nutrition. But anyway, we've done full circle. I'm back to where I should have been, which is brilliant. And thank God I took the leap of faith. Um, and for me, then I got my nutrition qualifications. I went back to Queens and Belfast, did a master's degree and ended up doing this job by complete default. I started out doing personal training and I noticed very, very quickly, Una, um, and I would be a very perceptive person and women were coming to me for PT sessions to get leaner. Yes, being fitter was a byproduct, it was an aside, but women came to me because they wanted to feel good, they wanted to feel confident, they wanted their body back and they wanted to lose some weight. And very, very quickly I realized and I just, I could not seem, even, you know, I was trying to impose upon people two PT sessions a week, you're with me two hours a week, you're awake on average 110 to 115 hours per week, you're with me for two one hours a week, it's what you do outside the gym door. So very quickly I was getting results because I was, I was sort of mentoring the clients on their lifestyle, on their diet. And eventually then I had to go back and get my nutrition qualifications to be able to do this professionally and ethically and responsibly. So I went back, did all that. And eventually then the, I suppose the pandemic just fast tracked. I started doing some online work, um, but nutrition is my passion um, because that's where you can really grab the low hanging fruit and make a difference very, very quickly with people. Um, and looking at their, as you said quite rightly there, looking at their entire lifestyle because health and, and fitness and being and being healthy and being strong it's not just about what you put in your mouth and it's not just about how you move every day it's multifaceted it's about everything it's about your sleep it's about your stress management it's about your hydration status and I think women at our age when they come in 40s 50s they seem to take it for granted well this is just the way it is you know this is the way women you know you get weight on your tummy you lose it you gain a couple of stone but you know, that's just what happens and I'm going no it doesn't you can feel amazing and I will help take you there and there's a few things we need to change in the background so this is where the whole online um, sort of online nutrition coaching came because for me I love the one-to-one -one contact Una I'm like yourself I love chatting when I get chatting in my class I see a couple of them on here the night they know that they can't get me off the phone I would chat all day and I love that personal connection I think um, I'm of the generation where if I need help, you know, I don't want a chatbot. I want to speak to somebody. And for me and our business, it's very important to me that our clients have that support. So they knew about nutrition. Number one, they knew that they were supported. They knew at their age and stage of life that they didn't have to feel the way they were feeling, that there are nutritional strategies, there's dietary strategies and there's fitness strategies, but primarily nutritional strategies and lifestyle strategies that can help you feel and look amazing in your 40s and 50s and that you don't have to accept mediocrity and for me i want my ladies to wake up every morning i want them bouncing like you in it getting out of bed taking on the business world pursuing every opportunity that comes away feeling good that they can go to the wardrobe and put on whatever they want and they, i think when you get up in the morning and you feel good about yourself you're confident and you've got energy it reciprocates Get through every area of your life, yeah. you know, your job, your relationships with your partner, your family, your kids, everything. So it's so important and it's something that we have, can, yeah. we can take responsibility for, but sometimes you lose your way and you need a couple. The real crown inside.
And that's, that's exactly how I felt, to be honest with you, Tara, because I think what happened for me was, like, pre-pandemic, I would have been always running around, you know, very active. I would have went to the gym. I have to say, just people don't love to jump in Most people don't love And you know that, Tara, I absolutely... I know, there's loads of people, there's loads of people get a real bump in the gym now. I, I don't. I do, I do it because I have to, um, and I know it's part of it or whatever, but I just don't like going in. I always felt, and listen, Tricia, um, who we work with, would always say that as well. Initially, whenever she started going to the gym, it was sort of like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't belong here. I, you know, I don't fit. And I, I always felt like everybody knew what they were doing, and I didn't. And that made me feel really awkward. And yeah, I would go and, you know, pretend they knew. But, like, I really felt as well. And I was in a car accident, as you know, and I was really scared in case I actually put something out. And I actually do myself more harm than good. So that's why I got, as you know, um, a re exercise bike that I have in the house um, you know oh, really affordable whatever because yeah. I don't feel like I'm a puppet in front of any, everybody else and, and I know that and then you got me into the whole weights and the importance of doing weights and I knew that you know what you know this you see, hear this out there you know weight bearing actually you have to do weights whenever you especially went to perimenopause menopause with your own health and like I was telling people that but I wasn't doing it myself if that makes sense and I didn't even know what to be doing to be honest as you well know so um, I think that you're dead right like you know you kind of lose your way and for me it was throughout COVID really and I, all I kept saying to myself was I just need to keep it right in my head here throughout COVID because you know leading the team and trying to keep the stores open and just everything that was going on and homeschooling and everything there was just so many glass balls in the air and I definitely sort of like put everything else before me but I don't think that I don't think that's unusual for women to be honest with you COVID or no COVID um, I think we always can look after the kids and everybody around us or whatever maybe parents all of the rest and you kind of like leave yourself to the end don't you and I, I think we're really guilty of that and for me, I kind of think it is about reprioritizing it and it's about feeling like almost that, like you're worth it, nearly. You're worth um, putting the effort in. And if you don't do that at the beginning, it's very easy for it all to creep up on you. And suddenly I felt like, oh God, sure, you know, I'd be up a pound one week or whatever. It'd be really good for two or three days. And then I would just go, listen. It's Friday night. I'm going to tell you that whatever. You know what I mean? and, and listen, and I felt so guilty about that. And then I'd be like, I'll have to do this again Monday or whatever. And I think loads of people feel like that. And I think as well, when we go through time at things slow down. Our metabolism slows down. Like, um, yeah. And, you know, so our nutritional needs, as you have educated me around this, completely changes. Like, and I, I didn't even grasp that to the extent that I needed to. Um, so I think it is about becoming educated about all of this. And yeah. and then what you do, like the magic yeah. thing that you do is just getting that motivation yeah. that you can do this type thing when oh, on the days where you feel like sad. you can't do it yourself. Like um you know, and I love yeah. the whole thing that you do about goal setting and the coaching that you have available and everything. So listen, talk us through, I suppose mm. like I've bucket loads of questions, I've sent them on to you okay. there this evening. But I, in terms of just kind of strengthen this out, in terms let's talk about nutrition first before we talk about um exercise, I guess. Um tell us about right, okay. Like peel it all back, right? For anybody who's um, listening here tonight, in terms of nutrition, 
what's the most important things that we should be looking at? Even <laughs> yeah, basic, that's, people were even asking basic questions. What should I do? This, this, you know? this is what people, people are like, I'm so confused now. Um, I'm really good. I have porridge for breakfast and I have, um, you know, I have a brown bread sandwich for lunch and I have whatever for dinner. And I was, and I'm just really struggling, you know, with my weight. I'm really struggling with energy. And you're getting a snapshot, a, a snapshot, as I always say to my clients when they stress out about maybe having really? a, you know, a midweek yeah. Chinese. I always go, look, that's one meal. If you're eating three meals a day, seven days a week, that's 21 meals. Right. That's one so meal. So don't major on the minor thing. Look at the flats. average. So number one, you don't have to be perfect. Do and it's the first thing I always try and reassure my clients. You don't have to be perfect. What is the most important thing for me when anybody is changing their lifestyle and trying to improve their health is that they maintain balance because I find a lot of women are so extreme. I find that women who follow diet plans that elite athletes that I coach couldn't follow. You know, Why they're so austere and they're so regimented and it takes out all no. the things that they love and there's not a chance in health care either would be able to manage that. I know I certainly could. And it's finding what do you enjoy now well, first of all. So whether well, it's a glass of wine, whether it's some chocolate, whether it's a takeaway cheese, whatever your thing is, build it in. You have to have a plan and a program that has something in it that you enjoy. Otherwise, you will not sustain it. Number two, you've got to figure out what yes. are your goals. So, you know, is your goal to improve the quality of your diet? The GP you called Rob Swanberry. Robust enough, and it's not, you know, okay, there's not a diversity of healthy foods in it. Um, right, are we looking to lose belly fat? A lot of my clients will be coming to me first and mm-hmm. foremost to lose weight, especially yeah, menopausal weight gain. Is it weight gain? Is it performance? Are you looking to get stronger in the gym? Are you looking to grow muscle? It's one a lot of things. So, number one, what is your goal? You know, so tell me what your goal is. When people come on our calls, I always say, "What? Tell me what? Tell me what you want. Tell me what you want to look like. What you want to feel like." Tell me what you want to the detail because we can achieve this. Because I think a lot of women set their standards and say mediocre, you know, and we don't certainly don't want our women mediocre. I want my women performing at the highest level, particularly their health and well-being. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you want to feel. What dress size you want to wear. What scale would you want to be? And we'll make that happen. And I am going to build and flex this around your life. So, for instance, say somebody has a really poor diet or they're say weekend warriors or they're just Monday to Friday, then you look at the low effort. You look at maybe the reasons why. Um, You know, and again, what I ask my private clients to do is to keep me a food diary. That way you can get a real forensic analysis into somebody's diet. It's like, you know, lifting the bottle up and getting a good coke around and saying, right, okay. Where are the nutritional deficiencies? And for me, it's mostly about inclusivity instead of taking out, putting in. So we're more inclusive rather than exclusive. Both of these patients presented with uh, deliberate opioid overdoses shortly after they received the call from Mr. Rockford. So were they actually deliberate? And I thought I was doing some really good things in terms of nuts and all. Do you remember that thing? Conversation each side to me. Like, you know, the nutritional. Um, but, like, what's the main things that you see? Like, is it that? I always, 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 I always,
as we get older. Um, and depending on that, then you know how many calories you need to reduce out of some diet in order to come into this fat. And this is the beauty about this because you don't the really take everything out of the diet. But what I find is the most common, the most common thing for women as they get older is this sheer abundance of snacks in an accent women eat. We have lost the habit of sitting How down and eating three meals a day and having a routine with their eating. You know, I find that women eat, as they call babies, to have portions of food, you know, for like a ham sandwich at lunch or two slices of bread, we send slices of ham in the morning, it might be a wee tiny bowl of porridge, you know, they might even be a dinner because there's that much snacking that's going on during the day. And when you break it all down and, and, and boil it all down, they're probably Dr. eating, you, you know, three, four yes. times the calories in a day yeah, she must, from she must snacks and yogurt and from me and me's. Because I think we're exactly what Rob was doing. She was referring her patients from the gallery to Rob. Did he take off you know, a big dinner? I can do that. So women just have meals all day. And again, I think it's part of our culture now. Una, you know, I remember when I was young, treats isn't treat anymore. You know, everybody's treating themselves several times a day. I remember when I was young, we used to watch the A team on Saturday night. And mommy used to buy us a birthday bar. And like, 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 it was like, oh, this is all our Christmas ones came at once. We got a birthday bar on a Friday night. And so we could have changed it up to a marathon or a marathon back in the office. But nowadays, there's just that our environment's changed in terms of the sheer amount of hyper-probable, high-fat, high-sugar junk foods that are available. The prices dropped. They're more accessible. You go into the shop, and sure, there's you know the meat counter, and you can put pastries and buns sitting in the meat counter, and you're you know so that a visual stimulation degrades. You know, They're super, quick, fast, and we've lost the ability to eat and sit down, eat proper meals. No, and you for me, you know, you see women, and like for instance, I had a client there recently, and she was eating in muskets with her tea, and the morning's gone, and I was like, all we need to do is reduce that out, and you're going to lose a pound a week, change nothing else, the sheer amount of snacks that she was eating, so you have the quality number one, so when the quality changes to more snack foods, the volume decreases, and you're getting very little to eat, plus lots of calories, and then secondly, what happens then is because they're so colourful, it's pushing women into a surplus of calories. So it's like each one of us are very unique. As I say, we have that number attached. It's how many calories you eat every day. It depends on our age. The older we get, the less calories we need. It depends on your height. You know, it depends on your height. It depends on your gender. You know, your body is, as I always say, it requires a certain amount of energy every day. And as we get older, we're giving our body too much energy. You know, it's like parking a car at your front door. And putting petrol into it or diesel into it every day and it's not going nowhere. You know, a lot of women are over consuming in snack foods, over consuming in calories and under moving. So they're not burning at all. So that's the perfect story for fat gain in it. And I think the pandemic just completely you know, blew that out of the water because women weren't moving as much because they're sitting at home working. Everything more you had access to the kitchen cupboard. You didn't have to wait till you your 10 o'clock tea break or your lunch. You, know, you could go and get a cup of tea and a wee biscuit whenever you wanted. And I think, and, and plus women, more women were drinking alcohol at night because they didn't have to be out to work in the morning. So it just, like, they might have released the time. We still are really struggling with the weights we gained in the pandemic. Then you've got the menopause on top of that with boom, you know, it's good night diarrhea. Yeah. You must not enter any clinical area of the hospital.
Lots of people asking, will I see if that's down? Yes, at the first side, and then others again, and yeah, well, I did not do this. This is not something I would do. You know me. 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 Yeah, but I, like this one, I think it's I think it's vanilla. I always thought it was chocolate. But, but I, I use that. But like I mean, I'm So again, we know that the likes of animal produce, like chicken, fish, you know, all the natural animal produce has a higher degree of what's called branched-chain amino acids. So it's superior profile of protein to eat, and contained within that is all. Your collagen, all your, your essential amino acids, the bulk of your skin, hair, and nails. And if you want glowing skin, if you want nice thick hair, if you want nice so nails, you need to be able to have protein in your diet. Now, protein is not Let's just about that, and it's not just people think. When they hear protein, they think diet, and they think, oh my god, if I eat protein, it's going to make me skinny, and I'm going to lose all my weight. Not at all. Protein has several functions. So, number one, it's an essential uh, macronutrient that's no, really, really important for our health. So, there are three. There's um, proteins, there's fats, and there's carbohydrates. So if you were eating a chicken sandwich or the bread would be your carbs, the chicken would be your protein, and the butter would be your fats. And that's a very simple analogy and very simple example there. But and of those three macronutrients, two are essential, one is not essential. So your protein and your fats are essential, and your carbs aren't. The irony is that most women, and again, when I look at people's food diaries, the red flag is the sheer abundance of sugar and snacks, and the other red flag is the lack of diet and protein. It is also a dieter's best friend because it stabilizes your blood sugar levels. It will um, balance out those sugar cravings. It will keep you far from It will also have an added benefit for those who don't know. It's called thermic effect of feeding. So when you eat protein, because it's a natural whole food, it's harder to digest. So your body actually has to metabolism and work harder for that digestive process to happen. So it burns extra calories. Now, the other really important thing for health and protein is that as we age, from the age of 30 into the 40s, into the 50s, our muscle degrades. So there's sarcopenia and osteopenia. Your bone mineral density and your muscle should start to degrade. And as estrogen declines in the winter, that degradation and that drop in estrogen can really have a negative effect on Now, number one, it's really important. Muscle is really important for hormonal health, it's really important for immune function. But it's also important as we age because we don't want to get frail. Yeah. You know, um, it's important that if you're not stimulating your muscles through regular, you know, resistance training, that you're eating adequate protein in your diet to support the muscle tissue that no. you're ready to have. 
um, women who do and again it just makes your body look better Una, as you get older you know I always say to clients and I'm really really adamant about this when people want to lose weight I always say I don't want your body being three stone light on the scales and you know you haven't dropped three dress sizes or two dress sizes and still having fat in the same places still having the tummy fat still having the upper arm fat in the back fat we want she says nice tone we want nice healthy muscle tissue that's going to really support your health we now know from research as well that women who have a higher degree of muscle tissue and a lower body fat percentage have better future health outcomes than those who have a, a lower BMI with but low muscle tissue. So you could have somebody, you could have two women who did one at 10 stone and one at 11 stone, and the lady at 10 stone could be, say I was called, you know, um, skinny fat. So she's very, very light in the scales, looks great in skinny jeans, skinny arms, but when you peel back the clothes, she still is what I would call, you know, she's body composition issues. Her tummy's still there, she's bits of fat here and there, and she's got a high percentage of body fat. And you have a lady who's, say, 11 stone, a stone heavier, has really got a nice low body fat percentage, is well trained, has a good degree of muscle tissue. Her health outcomes are more superior than the woman who's there. So it's not always about scale weight, it's about that muscle body fat, that ratio. You know, and again, it makes your body look better. Also, so it's not always yeah. about scale weight; it's about how your body looks. And I can tell you, most of my clients, you know, I just say, look, let's just not worry about the scale. Let's get you in good shape. Let's get your body fat down. Let's get your waist circumference down. Um, get that visceral fat. As you know, and menopause, the fat distribution, um, it's like a reesterification. All the fatty deposits moves, so you get all this tummy fat, upper arm fat top of the bra so I would say the wee widgy bits here and some people get four boobs instead of the two boobs and the upper back fat so it's about not dieting somebody it's a redistribution yeah and that's and from that's a more distribution of the, the fact that the yeah. yeah yeah and I think it's just yeah, am I right in saying, because Dr. Mary Ryan, now she's coming on next week, she always talks about he that. Just, it's just the change in estrogen projection and, and, and testosterone. But that profile's changed and you have more, then, like, a distribution yeah. of fat almost yeah. like, yeah. Um, like almost like our male colleagues, you know what I mean? And, and the whole body hair at the same sort of thing. So, you know, that is normal as we through perimenopause menopause. We kind of nearly have to figure out what we're going to do about that. So, like, I'm, I'm really 50, so if I was the same weight at 50 than I was when I was 20, and I came in, I went into menopause, even though my scale weight didn't change, my body profile will have changed profoundly. Because as I say, that re-esterification of fat from more female, because whenever we're, whenever we're younger and we're in that procreation phase of our life, we tend to store our energy and the fat around our hips and around that area where you're, you're having the baby. You know, so stands to reason you're going to store most of your fat and your energy around we'll that area to protect and preserve pregnancy. But as we move into our perimenopause and the estrogen, progesterone, testosterone starts to nose down, what happens? Your your body becomes less gynoid, which is female, and more androids. We sort of move in into that android shape where you don't have as much fat but it re-esterifies around the lower tummy, the tops of the arms, and above the brass. So we become more like men. And some women get this big tummy, and that's 
normal. That's what happens in menopause. And I think that is a real hard thing for a lot of women to take. They don't like the shape of their body changing. Um, and again, you know, fat on your body has got nothing to do with menopause and it's got everything to do with the lifestyle changes that has happened during menopause. So if you look at the, you know, the lack of sleep, I, you know, myself and Damien, we always start, it's like building a house, you build the foundations. For me, sleep is everything. So if you're menopausal and you're waking up a couple of times in the middle of the night, sweating, hot sweats, can't sleep, that's going to have a massive and profound effect on your eating behaviours or your health sickening behaviours during the day. Your motivation and your desire to go for that work will be positive because you're more likely to go for higher sugar, higher calories, quick, you couldn't be arsed stunned for the because you're getting knackered. As you say, you've got kids, you've got work, you've got, you know, you've got a million things to do. So, also, what happens, I feel, as we get older, I know, is that we're carrying more burdens. We're carrying more stress. Like you look back to your twenties, the only burden I think I have was, you know, did my mother put the immersion on for me sure to go out that night? You know, I thought it'd be right. I don't know. Where are we going? You know. Whereas now it's like, oh Jesus, you know, you have your problems and your worries and your burdens that you pick up through the decades in your life because your children's burdens. Lots of women carry lots of burdens that nobody knows about. Anxiety, stress, depression. And I also believe that has an impact on our lifestyle. It has an impact on the behavior around food. It has an impact on our movement. So those are the things which you're not completely aware. 
do have an impact. What is life? It could be little habits creeping in. And it's, right now, maybe it's not about you waking up some morning and having like two stolen on this, like a or a pound a month over a year, two years, three years, and then you put your white jeans on when the sun is shining, and Jesus Christ, the button doesn't button, the zip doesn't go, and then there's a bit of But as I say, it starts small. Please, please take New lion, who put those two lion bears? Well, we don't want that. We want to zip them up, stand up. Um, so I think it's important that we take responsibility first and foremost. Sometimes you have to reach out to a coach if you don't know what you're doing. And it's really easy to see very, very quickly where women are going wrong. And it's like a light bulb moment, you know. Whenever I do inductions with my clients, we walk through things, you know, and we walk through their fridge areas, and we walk through their lifestyle, and they're swearing blind to me. I don't know why I have three stone. You know, Jesus, I ate, you know, organic broccoli and salmon for dinner, and I'm going, I know why you have three stone, but you don't know, but I'm going to tell you. And when you go through that sort of um, forensic look at their diet and their lifestyle and their movement every day, how much they're moving, it becomes crystal clear then why they have slowly accumulated that weight and then why it just seems to be plumping on their tummy um, and their, their jackets don't go up past their arms and all of that, that stuff that happens with women in their 40s and 50s it is 100% it is 100% within our grasp to change it sometimes you just need that support and again you know, we're very privileged to have a lot of evidence-based science nutrition and research as I say we now know that as women get older they should be eating more dietary protein and we should be eating less calories but what is happening in my observations with clients is that they're eating a hell of a lot more calories and there's no protein in their diet and they're massively deficient in diet and protein. change a few things and you say to them, you know, what do you want to keep in your diet every week instead of going these mad crazy diets? They're never going to work. It can be your diet should flex around your life. You shouldn't be packing your life for a diet. It should fit around your life. You should still be able to have some of the things that you enjoy and it should be a cross person for the way you live your life. Forever. You cannot see yourself doing this forever, and then your strategy for losing fat or losing weight will change. That's the bottom line. So, absolutely. Yeah. You've, got be, you've got to be able to maintain it. Yeah, yeah. So, and it is like, I think what you said there in terms of. You know, whenever I had my online consultation with you initially, and you know, yeah, I said the very same thing. I don't know why, but I didn't really actually know why. But in the money of minutes, I guess. Um, but it is that piece about being accountable. Do you know what I mean? Like, and like I said before you joined, like that's why I like, like you're a straight shooter, and I need a straight shooter. Like at that stage, I needed a straight shooter anyway because I tried myself and I tried whatever. You know, and it just didn't work. Up one day. But I think it is about setting the goals and being accountable to that. And I think the big thing for me the education yeah, the education piece around it and about about the wall quality and then light bulbs start going off and you kinda start realising 
actually, if I put more of that in and stop, you know, taking things out and, and trying to, you know, it's just a different way to do it. I almost put it up in terms of like, you know, you're going to be flying a motivation. You're going to have fun in the first week or two. And you're going to naturally be absolutely amazing. You know, everything's going to be perfect. And then you're going to have a weekend and the shit's going to hit the fan and you're not going to be prepared and you're going to go away with your mates and they're drinking cocktails and you know, you can't have cocktails and you're thinking, oh, and you're a whole dilemma. And it's the decision-making process in that time. This is where the coaching is, where coaching comes in because motivation is not real. You can't depend on motivation. You know, you're, you're wired, but when I'm coaching clients, I'm saying, this is what's going to happen to you. And they'll go, yeah, it happens all the time. And I go, and this is where you're going to struggle. And this is where I'm going to come in. And this is where I'm going to pick you up. And we're going to pick your ass. And I'm going to pat on the back. And I'm going to go, right, let's go. It's like, let's, I, I'm very goal oriented, you know. When my clients come to me, they, a lot of them ha are good goal setters, a lot of them aren't. They just run in circles. So for me, this is like, okay, we have to put an end date on this. Otherwise, we have nothing to work towards. It's like, you know, shooting an arrow to hit a bullseye. If you don't have a space, if you don't have somewhere to go, uh, you know, I remember Zig Ziglar, the the, um, the old motivational speaker, says you become what's called a wandering generality if you have no focus and direction of where you want to go. But when you're on that journey, sometimes you lose that focus and direction and you've nobody there to pick you up. You've nobody there to remind you why you signed up. You've nobody there to remind you how freaking amazing you're going to feel at the end of this. And, and how much... Oh, oh, I would say acknowledge where you come, but don't die out. You, you know, a lot of people die out on the first stone and they think they're, the job's done. It's like, oh, Jesus, I'm class. Everybody's telling me how amazing I look. And I would say, keep your powder dry. You know, don't die out in it. You know, we're not finished your journey. We've we got to keep going. And this is where I come in and we get the strategies to get back on track. So, you know, a lot of us would regress and self-sabotage when people start to comment or the clothes start to get looser. Yeah. But we're not yet at our goal. And this is where women tend to stop, and they stop with the exercise regime, they stop with the, the, the health secret behaviors that it's taken towards the world. And it's my job as a coach and our team to come in and go, right, let's go, come on. And um, we have, I usually preempt that in their induction. So they know, they know it's gonna happen. And look, these are natural behaviors, Una. And I always say, weight loss and fat loss and body change isn't about the diet. If it was about the diet, we'd all be running about size eight skinny minis. It's about your habits and your behaviors. And that's what you've got to change long term. It's about, you know, what works for you. It's, we're very unique, we're very different. Um, you don't have to give up all the food you love. But I always say, if you're 80, 20, 70, 30, good foods, a little bit of what you want, you're flying, you're absolutely flying. Yeah. And tell us then, let's talk about exercise. You were saying that a lot of people give up then and stop the exercising and all. Talk to us about exercise because there's a lot of questions just about, you know, what what is normal? Like, what would you recommend in terms of, especially, say, cardio? Um, even a woman was saying, if I was buying one piece of equipment, what would it be? Would it be a If I was, if I was to recommend any woman bike, would it be a rower? Or, like, have you any advice around that? You can, one of the big things for me as a coach, it's about... Okay. So, but finding first of all what you enjoy doing again, it's like your diet. If your diet is on things that you hate, you're not going to sustain it. If you're involved in a fitness program, whether it's a class or it's something online that you enjoy, 
you're more likely to sustain that. We know from research and um, we know from national health guidelines here um, that recommend 30, 30 minutes of exercise seven days a week. So that would be like three and a half, four hours of exercise. That heart rate an exercise every week. Now, some women think that's walking, and, and, and this is where women get confused. So, to me, there's two levels of exercise. And I always see women put in, put in their own trust forms, and they say, many days we can exercise, and they say, oh, I walk the dog, you know, 15 minutes every day. To me, that's not exercise, that's movement. And, you know and in our generation, yeah, we don't move enough. Very simple things like movement, walking, steps. So that meat activity is not exercise activity, thermogenesis. That's the calories you burn. And this is the reason why a lot of women become overweight, as they come into the 40s. Oh, so that meat activity, that activity, food, that simple movement. When you put your foot out of bed in the morning, you put it back into bed at night. Walking around the house, walking around the office. When your kids are young, you're going to be moving more because you're going to run after them, picking up all the rest. You're going to work full time, whatever. You're going to be moving quite a lot. As we get older and as the pandemic accelerates, so we've lost that meat. We live in a country where it's dark six months of the year. We don't have that benefit of sunshine every morning. It's yes. And and we don't like going out in the dark. Yeah, outside. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's not as a trap. You told them that bullshit. Well, I'm not sure we need to go out. But I'm saying, what I try to do is get my clients to do it very I'm so sorry. Put your hat on. Don't care what time of year it is. What the fuck is your problem, Brian? Get outside. You are my problem. Get into the fresh air. You're always blaming me. But if you've been suspended, it's for something that you've done, not something that I did. And you'll burn all calories doing that over a week. What's your problem with me? Why did I so seven days a week that's that's a massive health benefit yeah, so, so we should be moving more that's that's there next we should be what? taking the 30 minutes of physical activity um seven days a week now, a lot of us don't do the basic movement here and they're definitely not doing the 30 minutes a day um and there's no way for age and um, there's no chance in hell you know i would say a good deal 80 to 90 percent of them do not do 30 minutes of physical activity a day they barely meet their basic movement and this is also a contribution to that additional calorie burn every day that they're not getting and will accelerate their weight gain um if their calories um also are increasing them boom that's going to happen very fast but Physical activity as well. So it is, we now know from research that women in their 40s and 50s, because of the deterioration of your bone mineral density and the high risk of osteoporosis, every time you exercise no, some sort of resistance style exercise, yeah. your, your muscle and grows in the everything and there's a chemical process that happens that that um, strengthens your, your, your bones and, the, and the, the structure within your bones. So if you're not getting that, yes. Yes. Anything body weight, even if it's yoga, a good yoga in your body, even if it's you know a Pilates, no, there you're using your body weight, you're pushing resistance through your muscles, you're pushing resistance through your bones, and you're going to keep supple. Your spine's going to be supple. You know your your hips are going to be are going to work better. Your knees, you know that everyday flexibility because you know some some days too I get up and when I don't exercise. In a chair, I'm creaking and you know, moaning and groaning. You know, so I know that when I do it often, I seize up quicker and I need to keep moving. So, yes, you need to be doing that.
Why do you think I would let you do that? And a lot of women have, well, you know, during perimenopause and menopause because because of the oestrogen change, again, we have a lot of muscle cramps and pains. And again, that's just, you know, it's just one of the symptoms of perimenopause. I suppose even fact cool. two or three years ago we didn't even Guys, talk uh, as much about like when it was we were talking about perimenopause oh, as totally. much anyway, but that's a normal um symptom. And and yeah. women and then that that actually that's reduces you your ability or your perceived Post ability yeah, to yeah, actually and exercise and so a lot of women find to do that but say Tara, you're going or you know, you know you're going to go into the gym for days a week and you're going to do four sessions. I don't because I know I'm going to get their weight reduced just by this because 95% of it's what you put in your mouth. No, but I start to go say, right, go do a half an hour walk every day. That's all I want you to do for the first time. I'm going to do it when I'm going to Let's get this fundamentals built in right and then we'll drip feet, we'll bolt on. Get in the walk and then that even in itself and it will take the stiffness and the soreness away. Yeah. You know, get no steps up every day, and then we'll... Yeah, exactly. And it's not even that. You can't go from, like, in my experience with you, the beginning strike, who at the time you know the resistance I had to resistance, to even, uh, you know, doing anything, like, even, I don't know. Even getting out and running, like I, I'd be mortified to see you who would even see me walking down the street. So, like, but the walking bit, I could do that, like, you know, and it could go fast and all of that type stuff. And then that builds up your confidence and it's good for your head. And then the next time, you know, then the next month you can do a bit more. And then, like, I can get on that. Like, I can find that. But I think, I mean, a lot of us expect to take on too much to quickly. And that's overwhelmed. I couldn't do it. No, so you have to do this diet. And I don't do that. I don't give anybody and say, this is what you're going to eat. Not a chance. We'll figure out what they like and then we'll make up a proper something that suits them. You're going to move 10,000 steps every day and you've got to do workouts. Not a chance. There's no way in hell. And it's taken me years to build up the habits and the consistency to do that every day. So somebody brand new who doesn't really exercise, who maybe does 5,000 steps a day, a couple of stone days, you will lose them after two weeks if you overwhelm. So for me as a coach, it's about, right, baby steps. This takes time. For the first month, we're going to walk. We're going to, as we know, the diet's going to do, the diet's going to look after your, your weight. This is what we're going to do. Go and enjoy it. And she might even start making 5,000 steps a day. On what their starting point is, and I think then when you have to the old ways and the old and after two or three months, these women are walking 10,000 steps a day. They fall in love with the fresh air and the feeling they get from that, as opposed to sending them, oh, you're walking 50,000 steps a day and you're doing five months. Absolutely kill them, so it's unrealistic. You know, I'm a woman myself in the 50s, I'm not for youngsters. You're, you're, as you say, you've about 10 glass balls in the air every day. You have to prioritize, and you know, as we say, look after the, 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 the movement will come, that takes time, but don't go in it like a god, like a bull in a china shop. I can't help him, you've got a gun in my eyes. And tell me, somebody just asked a question. Loads of people ask about safety. Definitely, we'll see this down, not a problem at all. Yes, most of my clients are. They're all doing the exercise, but they still can't get their weight down. So they know when they come to me that they continue on with what they're doing. I might do a few tweaks and a few turns and a few things, but it's predominantly their diet. 
you know, absolutely. And like I had a client recently that she was doing 10 sessions a week. 10 fitness sessions a week. And here's a class of 10 fitness sessions a week. And she was about three or four stone over her ideal weight, which she should have been. And she couldn't understand why she was exercising so much and why she was she was so heavy. So, you know, I took her on and we set her calories at maybe six and nearly 2,000 a day. Dropped her sessions way, way down. She was over three. Dropped her sessions. No, no, This lady wasn't doing any need to She was going to the gym, doing her boot camp or her body pump, and then coming home and maybe doing 3,000 steps a day. So it dropped. All the way through, drop all the exercises, give her three solid strength sessions, give her her steps of I think 10,000 a day, and up the protein in her diet. And she swore blind that she would never lose weight on these calories because I can't lose weight in 1200 calories a day. And I'm going, You're a liar, you're not eating 1200 calories because if you were, you'd be running about with an IV drip keeping you alive. You're not eating 1200, you think you're eating 1200, but you're actually not. You know, swore blind. And she's, Well, I'm, this is never going to work. But anyway, long story short, first week she came in and she lost five pounds. And she could not believe how she lost five pounds. But when I explained it to her and I explained that what we've added into her, program was the need to tell so she was burning probably five six hundred calories a day just walking from protein increase alone she was burning an additional 200 250 calories a day just digesting protein so there was like 850 calories a day that she didn't have it before and her, and her wee pt sessions burning about 70 calories yeah, so the increase in her neck movement the increase in her protein was burning an additional mm -hmm. seven eight hundred calories a day that she wasn't getting before, just digesting protein, just walking more. She burned 70 calories in her PT session, yeah. which that's what she was having had done before, you know, being a busy fool, overtraining and overeating. And she yeah. adhered then to the calories. She still had her glass of wine, she still had her meal out, she still had her wee um, Freddo bars in the evening, and she was lost back down. And this lady's gone on to do exceptionally well. And Better she just had a back to front the whole time, Una. You know, and I think that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, that, can we all so confused entirely? Listen, yeah, I, was, I, I, I was so much information I, I out there. I kind of knew what was going on or whatever, but I didn't. Exactly. There's so much misinformation. You see so much stuff on Instagram and the like platforms like this and TikTok. Oh my God. Um, don't get started on um, yeah. uh, And you don't know actually what is right, what is wrong, who trains, who's not trained. Um, you know, you like you're taking information and in whatever. Every bit, like I know myself, I was doing everything all wrong. And whenever you went under the hood, as you said, um, and had a look at what I was doing, and I thought I was actually eating loads of nuts for the omegas and for whatever, and didn't really even resonate with me how much nutritional, how many calories were in those. And but just change it, just change it from the protein intake, and definitely for me, anyway, the protein powder definitely keeps me. It's not convenient for people if that makes sense. It's not crazy. It's convenient as well. Yeah. There's different ways to put it in. You know, when I've when I'm dieting clients and I'm getting them to drop body fat, because I don't want them in hungry, I always ask them to eat their protein rather than drink it because 
number one, they're getting more micronutrients. Number two, they're getting that extra satiety. And number three, the whey protein is just a wee bit more easily digested. It doesn't sit in my digestive system for longer. So you just get that more satiety when you are dropping calories. You know, lots of vegetarians and vegans, yeah, I'll I'll just, I'll I'll coach, we do support their diet yeah. with, we have to, with, with protein powder. Um, but again, you're right, Bina, women are taking all these food groups out of their diet. They're going keto, they're going low carb, they're going, you don't take anything out of your diet. We need each food group in our diet. They serve a purpose. Proteins for our, our, our muscle and our, our immune function healthy yeah. fats for our hormone function and we need the fiber from good carbohydrates like fruits and vegetables and whole grain to feed the good gut the gut bacteria and our and our micro and our micro our yeah. microbiota we know it's our gut is the foundation of everything and we now know and as we you and I chat with you know the irony is women who have good gut health also have a lower BMI you know, that's a very serious accusation. I mean, the person that's your whole lifestyle affects your sleep, your hydration status. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, are you living on tea and coffee every day? Well, yes. are, you, are you hydrated? Um, yeah. You know, it's your, it's um, sleep, it's your, it's your stress and your anxiety. Okay. Women yeah. need yeah. food as a coping mechanism for stress and overwhelm. And as I said um, earlier there in the life, we do as we get into our, our, our later decades, we carry a lot of burdens and stress and overwhelm. And, and we live up here a lot and our heads are not. And some people find that eating maybe and drinking is a bit of a stress reliever for them and they form that habit. So it's unwinding all of that and finding new ways to cope with your worries and burdens yeah. and stress and more healthful ways and more healthful outlets for that. And I find that I work a lot with a lot of clients would be a lot of things going behind closed doors that people don't know about. Take it and women, here? food is that... But you, you know, it's easy, it's socially acceptable to eat, further. you know, to have a drink. And before you know it, you have like said, you've gathered up these habits and this pattern of thinking and behaviours around food. And it's very hard to unravel well, that, like and it's very hard to break it. That's still going yeah. 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 Well, as you say, it's behaviours like you're if, tired, you know, if yeah. you're stressed or if, like, by the time you put everybody to bed and get the and it changes it, say, you're, well, you're. I suppose your reward to yourself is a cup of tea and, you know, a, a chocolate bar or a couple of digestives or whatever, or a glass of wine or whatever, you know, then suddenly that's, that, you know, then you get used to that, I guess. And, and then that becomes a norm and like then slowly, you know, that's all affecting your health, definitely. And I think you're right, COVID definitely, when you think about it logically, of course it, it accelerated all of this because it was an incredibly stressful time for everybody with family members being sick or just even the worry, never mind if they were sick or not, the worry that people would catch the virus at the end and everything you know remember the whole the whole cocooning yeah. thing and I can even get up to see my mum and dad in Tyrone or whatever so you're worried about all of this yeah. and, and so yeah. it's very it's easy a weapon I guess choice to reach for something and when to it becomes to the point where you're so, using it and it's starting to affect your health it's starting to affect your confidence and your self-esteem a lot of women come to me when they're at that stage when they're close to fit them anymore they're avoiding social situations they're embarrassed at how they let themselves go and that's when they reach out for me and that's the point you know where I know I can take that person and completely change their life change their body change their, their mood their self-esteem and the most important thing for me is to make them feel better in themselves it's the feeling it's the feeling yeah. I just really wrong. Yeah.
Yeah, yeah, well, listen, you've certainly done that for me. No, Mrs. As well as uh, reducing my cholesterol. And even last time I was up at GP, she was like, thank God. And I know that's what it's all about, you know. It's about your, if you don't have an important why, you know, for me, losing weight to fit into a dress, losing weight to fit into, you know, to look good on your birthday or a holiday, it's not enough. It's what I would call an intrinsic motivator. You know, your motivator has to be extrinsic. It has to be connected to something very powerful, like your health, like your your future health, your children, your grandchildren. You know, so your your why has to be very strong because that will help you overcome the short term challenges um, that you're going to incur. You're going to encounter on your on your journey, um, and if your if your why isn't powerful, if you don't have that learn discipline, we spend a lot of time coaching discipline um, around people's behaviours around food and alcohol and. If you don't have that discipline and that support and that counsel to, to get there, but your why is the most important thing. I, I coach a lot of clients who have been through very chronic illnesses and their why is very strong and their goal is very strong because they know their life depends on it and their future has depends on it. So people like that, it's just, it's, it's like a radar, you know. Other people, they don't have those health implications and they don't really, they just know that they don't feel good. And I would say, find a really powerful why. Because that's going to keep you going when you don't feel like doing what you want to do. As I say, what we do is we make you do what you, we make you do what you don't want to do, but you need to do it anyway. We're there to help you do that, and it's building that discipline like a muscle, you know. Do you have any money to prescribe? Flexibly for some wealthy customers, you know. Okay. I want to be a grandparent I want to you know and then you start consciously thinking well for me and you know, I was kind of like well mum and dad both have heart issues I don't want to have that so actually the why for me even though I didn't want you know I was carrying more weight and all of that actually the why for me was that piece about being 50 and wanting to be here for another 50 years type thing um, and, and, and experience and watching my kids grow up and having kids and all of that uh, type of stuff and being as healthy as I could be. So I think you, you reach a milestone every so often in your life and, you know, you can, like, people were saying to me around that time, oh God, how do you feel about it? I actually felt like it was a real privilege, actually, because I've, I've lost very good friends um, that never made it to 50, you know, um, and one very recently. And, you know, I feel very privileged to have got here in my full health at 50. And I, what I want to do is I want to stay as healthy as I can for now, for myself, actually, first and foremost, and also to be around and be the healthiest version for Cassie and Luke as well. So I think you're dead right. Once you kind of know, well, what's it all about? Why, why am I doing this? Then that'll get you through the, day, the, the days when you're kind of like, oh, just tears, they have to put all these runners on, they'll have to do this again or whatever. It gets you up and it gets you out. And once you're out, actually, a few minutes, and, and even if you say to yourself, again or whatever, right, just like overcome that wee bump. Like I'm going to do it for 10 minutes. I'm just going to go out for 10 minutes. When you're out for 10 minutes, you're going to keep on going. And I always said to clients, 
Just, just go for 10 minutes. Just walk yeah. down to the end of the street. See how you yeah. feel. Back. I feel like I feel not feeling different. Come on. But 99% of the time, people. It gives me
it's huge and we now know that when you eat well you feel everybody knows like when you eat crap you feel crap and we know that that's a real thing the gut feeling is a real thing and you know I do workshops on gut health and how my clients can improve their gut what do you do and what do you put into your diet every day it's a tiny wee thing you need to do people just think oh my god it's too much it's not it's just little things done consistently and look it's the solid foundation yeah. um, on which you build your health and, you know, the body will come. Hi, the, Miles, the, 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 the weight loss Dr. will come. Dr. Lucinda Edwards, I treated you in A&E. Yeah. Right, okay. And if there was, really say, three things. top things that you would say, like, obviously, look at your gut health, like, you know, I... Bang on all the time, as <laughs> my team would say to me about the fridge all the time. It's just, just, just clinical evidence behind it in terms of the bacteria. But also, like, you know, the whole experience about 30 different plants on, you know, really improving your fibre content. And sure. I would have been peeling okay. spuds uh, and peeling uh, vegetables and, and taking the rinds yeah. off things before yeah, not even realising that 50% of the fibre is actually in the rind whenever. And um, yeah, I've learned so much about just fiber intake, and I've learned so much about polyphenols, all the colors, I guess, and they're just the fact that they are like super fuels for for your gut bacteria. If you if you have a really healthy microbiome, it helps you digest your foods better, release the nutrients from your food. It gives you B vitamins. They make your B vitamins, your vitamin K, and all these short chain fatty acids. They are critical for your health. And as you said, like there's more and more research coming out on that. So I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole now, but um, definitely I think that is the foundation, was one of the foundations that I think has really helped me. But if there was some, if there were three things that you would say, in terms of all of the women that you have literally transformed, literally transformed, what top three things would you say have been the absolute, if you were to look at the people who are so committed and, you know, have transformed. What is? Is there anything that you would say? These are the things, hundred okay. percent, that those ladies exhibited, or they, they did, yeah. or yeah. success leaves clues. You know, a lot of knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. You have to implement. So number one, acknowledging and accepting where you are right now, and taking responsibility. So I would say self-acceptance before self-improvement. This is where you are. Having a good analysis of what of your life, even simple things like. You know, using a tracker to track your food for the first couple of weeks, and I think when you start putting in the food, you look at it and go, "Oh, I didn't realise I was snacking as. Oh, I didn't realise I was drinking as much." You know, that awareness when you start writing it down becomes very. Bad. So that acceptance, right? Okay, maybe I am overdoing it. Yeah. The other, the other most yeah. uh, really, really important thing is so that acknowledgement and that taking. You have got to take responsibility. Nobody can do this for you. And I always say this to my clients. You know. And they fall lots of times and go, right, okay, I'm going to pick yeah. you up here. This is what we're going to do. But you've got to accept this is the chain of events that led to this. So, you know, now that you know, you can't keep making the same mistake, okay? Because then we, we've got to find a strategy to make it work. Mm. But, so that acceptance. Number two, sleep, Una. Sleep is the hey, most we'll important. It's taken me 50 years on this planet to realise how important sleep is. I would work all day long. Like I would work and, you know, Damien would be sending me Tara. Would you ever bring it? And then I can't get out of the bed in the morning. 
getting started, but getting support. And again, like we do lots of work. Just getting started, Taras. You know, stop trying to be perfect. Stop beating yourself up so much. You know, you don't have to be perfect. You just, as I would say, consistently good over inconsistently perfect. And it's getting people peeled off the ceiling because they're pulling a bit from here and they're doing a bit from this and they're doing a bit from this. So it's very, very simple. Calories, more protein, more, more fibre and veggies, good carbs in your diet, hydration, sleep, and get your ass out for a walk every day. And let's just keep doing it. And then when you're starting to feel good and your confidence building, then we'll do, we do um, yeah. strength workers as part of our program. And I would say, right, let's do a wee workout, 20 minutes. 20 minutes, you're going to feel great. We're going to work for the first week, but just do it once a week for the first month. Yeah. yeah. Do it once a week for the first month. Yeah. You're doing your walk, you're doing one workout, with yeah. month two, month three, let's try to work it. So you can build on a step. Trying to do the job, trying to wear the family, trying to do the walk, yeah. trying to get the diet. Try. Oh my God, it's no wonder people quit. Yeah. Yeah. These are the Pretty overwhelming, and then people throw in the towel. That's a community, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, I was really good for one week then, and be like, oh, I can't keep it up, or can't keep it up. And because, because you have nobody to kind of get you through those dark days or whatever, or keep you going, or saying, I believe in you, if you don't even believe in you, then it's very, it's very easy to just fall off the wagon, really. But the, I think the one-on-one coaching with yeah. you was it's like brilliant. Too, it? it is brilliant, and I love I it because I've got a really good relationship with um, my clients. Um, you help them for a longer period of time, and you can build them real nice habits yeah. and get to know the person and their personality and their, you know, their mindset and their behaviors. And you know, you form a relationship. And I have so many. Like this evening, I had a client of ours from five years ago doing a talk to our clients. You know, Mel. Who'd lost five stone transformed her life, and she's now coming in to inspire my current clients and to tell them her story. It's amazing, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you've built this community now of people helping each other because they're so grateful for you know the life changes they have, you know, just being healthier in themselves that they want to help other people. Oh my god, like, I mean, that's I, I, I don't, that's, I don't do think want to people really understand what it's like to be there. You're probably like yourself, at now, but you do like I don't, my I love my work, I get so much <laughs> out of it. Um, uh, you know, I, I just, you know, well, I think uh, when you see people, when you pay, it's not even about the way it looks, it's about you know, it's very rewarding changes, you know, confidence. Oh my God! And then in other areas of life, you see them grow. Like they change jobs. Yeah. Their business gets better. Oh my God! It's, it's amazing. So it's not always about. In fact, it's never about the weight. For me, it's always about the confidence, about the self-esteem, and it's about knowing that you're not dead and gone. Forty and fifty, your life's only starting. And if I could just say that to everybody, it is completely changeable. You should never feel that you have to hide in the house. You should never fail. There's so much help there. Make sure you're getting the proper coaching. If you're going to a PT, make sure the PT suits you and that they're in alignment with your goals and they understand your needs as a woman in their 40s and 50s. Because a lot of people don't understand the needs of women in their 40s and 50s. It's totally different. You know, when I was in the 20s, I was a gym bunny. You know, it was just about looking good. It's, there's a different set of needs and requirements of a woman moving into that age and stage of life that a lot of people don't get. So. Make sure yeah. you get the right coach for you. What the hell's going on? Oh, absolutely. 
clients as well because at the heels of the hunt and I want results for them people I know what they're going to get out of this sometimes you've got to give them a bit of tough love and you know I think that's where my clients come to me because they know they can't bullshit me and they've told themselves the same story time and time again but you know I've been there I've done it I've heard all the stories you know I've done it myself and you know you're you're not you can't kill a kidder so for me it's not just about the ability to you know Coach nutrition, coach healthy habits and fitness. It's about understanding the personality and the human being and, and the thought process because you know I've been there myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I always say body change starts here. It starts it all starts upstairs. But we always think that the diet's gonna fix it. It's never about the diet. It's never about the diet. If a diet's work we would all be sure. We would all be more wrong. Change of behaviour. Change of behaviour. Well, I will tag you. I'll put you in the, what do you call it, the post-it underneath, Tara. If anybody has any questions, because I see yeah. somebody said they're revived and thrived. I think yeah. what but I was look, doing was about you know, six feet a week. We can, also what we can do as well, if you are at that yeah, stage where we have, uh, if you're not sure what you need, if you, you maybe you want the one-to-one, it is more expensive because it's me coaching it myself and I can't duplicate yeah. myself. I can only take on so many people. So it is more expensive. But the Revive and Thrive Signature Programme, and look, my advisors, um, I have a team of advisors who are on standby all weekend, Una, to, to if anybody wants to fill in an interest form, book a call, um, it'll be all hands on deck this weekend. So every, everybody's there. There's a, a link to my calendar. You can book a call with one of my advisors. I'm taking a few calls tomorrow evening myself. I'm coming in to help out. Um, so look, you know, Con- make contact with us, tell us your story. There's a definite program there. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself, you know. You gotta look after number one first, and then everything else will flow from that. Yes. Yeah. Everything else falls into place. Yeah, and you'll feel so much better in yourself. As you say, it's whatever about physically, I suppose, it's how you feel about yourself, I think. Emotionally, um, and everything, you know, you just yeah. grow in this kind of, yeah. I suppose, you're, you're just, your, your confidence grows in all aspects of your life. And you, you feel much better overall in your life. And do you mean this, the sleep, the um, being able to talk through stress management, other coping skills as opposed to reaching for the box? Their life about, skills, but we forget you know, all you know, of that. Because is, we're so overwhelmed their life with life actually. And you're not sleeping properly, and you're yeah. the sweats and you have anxiety and you have overwhelm and your body's not rich and there's just so much I think that women in, in that age and stage cope with, they're very overwhelmed and then you have the whole element of fear, they're afraid to start it in case they fail again and I was saying just park the fear, park the fear because there's no there's no not doing well here you know I have 100% success rate in my coaching and I was saying fear is not an option here, we park that because that's not real. Fear is 
that's not an option. <laughs> you hang on to me and I sort of yes. You turned it up. There was many today. When you see me on Instagram, ask something, you'd be like, show us a picture. Send me a picture of what you're eating on your plate. But listen, well, that's all part of it. That's the problem sometimes. You know, care too much. But look, I, as I say, don't. I just don't want women in their forties and fifties. There's such a, there's so many really good coaches out there, not just me, but so many brilliant coaches who can help you invest in yourself, invest the money in yourself. You, you know, don't go into the summer feeling horrendous about yourself. Get started now. Don't procrastinate and wait for the kids to get off school or go for the next holiday or the weekend, you know. And I would say, I love getting women when they're at their busiest because that's real coaching. When they have the wedding next week and the holiday the week after, that's when you can really coach them because you're giving them the life skills then to do this forever. You know, not waiting for this perfect pathway to come in where everything's perfect, you have all the time. That's not real. It never happens. It never happens. It never happens. So, yeah, no, listen, just get started, you know, and it's all about, I think that's it, building on foundation. I started the first couple of weeks, which is all very slow progress. And it's all actually like folks going off for me and me realizing, was that awareness piece that you talked about? Um, and actually, like the whole protein thing blew my mind because I didn't even know about how you burn off calories whenever you're breaking down protein. Like that was news to me. I obviously missed that lecture in college or whatever. I'm not being sure what I did. Um, so I think my, my whole like I have learned a lot from you, Tara. So thank you for that. And you, know, you honestly, did the work again. You implemented. Just say, you did it. Thank you, you for what you did done for me personally. But I no, and thank you for everything you do for so many women. I see other people here said, listen, I don't know how to be any other way. I don't know how to be any other way. And I think as well, I think, I think it's, I don't know. I just don't, people say you're straight. I go, what was that? Was there another way to be? I don't know. No, I don't know any other way. Well, I think it is, and I think, you know, as I say, whenever we were growing up, my mother and father both worked as well. They didn't have the time. There was no Molly Cotton. It was just, this is the way it is. If you want to pass your exams, you have to study. If you want to win the medals and the races, you got to, you got to, you know, you, you got to train really, really hard. There was no, um, <laughs> just, just the way it was. Which I think it's different now, you know, it's a more enabled society. And when you enable people, yeah. then you end up disabling them and you take away all their power and their resilience skills, all of those things. So I think it's probably just the way in our generation that we were reared. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's. Um, Thank you. The dad will look. Well, listen, my, there was no. Oh, you know, when I look back, and I always say to my own kids now, it took so, took me to my forties. Yeah, it was a massive leap of faith in me, like for for me, because our lovely was still a baby, and. He was changing careers and I was going, oh my God. And it was actually Damien suggested, my husband, he goes, Tara, you know, because I didn't want to get into that corporate world again. And I thought, this is what I love. I was helping friends of mine um, and they were doing really well. And I just loved it. The more I helped them, the more I got from that. And it goes, Tara, why don't you go and do your PT? When did you go into your PT qualification? And I think that was about seven or eight years ago, Una. Um, and it was complete leap of faith and um, it, it just worked out really, really well and all the stars aligned. It just so happened to our local gym here 
the fella, like PT had left, Mrs. Shirley, you can come in and take a few clients. And, you know, I was saying to Damien, oh my God, he's going to come. He's going to come to me. I was booked out within three or four months. And then it was like, oh my God, the only way I can scale this is like online. And for somebody who can hardly use her phone, online is a real scary thing for me. But sure, I put it on and, and I did what I had to do. And sure, here we are now. And it's all, it's all worked out. And so, you know, follow your passion too. Don't be afraid to take that leap of faith. Yeah. Also told us what we found out about hospitals. Yeah. Well, listen, come here. Well, May is all about empowering and us talking about female yes. health oh, and actually feeling empowered and actually getting into the driver's seat. Oh, and doing thank you. So, listen, thank you very much for your time tonight and for yes. educating us all on the nutrition most and movement and more importantly on the mindset change, which is actually where it all starts. Yeah. Sure. Look, oh, thank you. Go, you know, go I'm going to go on Instagram here now, and I'm going to spend the next few hours. I might send them your way. With getting, getting going and answer any questions. Look, if we don't get back to you tonight, we'll most certainly get back to you first thing in the morning um, and answer your questions. If you want to book a call with one of our advisors, by all means, would love reach out. Don't sit back. Reach out, and we'll help you in whatever way we can.